0: Amelie for Easter Sunday, St. Mary's Church, Grand Forks, April 21st, 2019. Speak, Mary, what you saw wayfaring. Yes, Christ, my hope is arisen. To Galilee he goes before you. This line comes from the Easter sequence, the Latin version of which I chanted before today's gospel. The Mary mentioned in that part of this beautiful ancient prayer is Mary Magdalene. What a great privilege it would have been to be the first person who came upon the empty tomb. That honor fell to Mary Magdalene. But she did not grasp the truth of what had happened immediately. Her report to Peter and John was that someone went and moved the body of Jesus out of the tomb, and she didn't know where they put him. Maybe we are surprised that it took a little while for the reality of what happened that Easter morning to sink in, but it ought not to. Would we not have had a similar reaction when confronted with the Lord's passion and death? The disciples saw in Jesus someone who performed miraculous works in a seemingly effortless way. Many of them were convinced that Jesus would be the one to rule over Israel. But they were not only impressed with external signs of power. They came to deeply love him and leave everything behind to follow him. And now they had to grapple with the reality that this great man, the Son of Man, had been put to death. The shock provoked by the passion was so great that it ran deep to their core. What we witness today is the news of Christ's resurrection, starting to break through their stupor of sorrow and dawn on their minds. The Catechism of the Catholic Church explains it this way. Far from showing us a community seized by a mystical exaltation, the Gospels present us with disciples demoralized and frightened. Even when faced with the reality of the risen Jesus, the disciples are still doubtful. So impossible did the thing seem. This is the best way for me personally to understand why the Church celebrates Easter not as a single day, but as a 50-day season. This moment right now is like sunrise. The first streaks of sunshine are stretching out from the horizon. We are invited to spend the upcoming days of the Easter season basking in the emerging light of a new day. As Christ is risen, and victorious. Today's Gospel reading shows us Peter and John running as fast as they can to the Lord's tomb to see it for themselves. They wonder, why should the tomb be empty in the first place? Pilate stationed guards in front of it. If they're not to blame for this, who is? In what seems like a plain, straightforward accounting of the scene, St. John tells us something amazing. Upon entering the Lord's tomb, we are told that they saw the burial cloths there. At first glance, that's not a big deal. But the essence of what he's saying is lost in translation. The Greek phrase literally means that the shroud in which Jesus was wrapped was reclining. In other words, laid out in the form of a body. The head cloth was in another place, but the shroud was exactly where it had been when Jesus was first placed in the tomb. To understand this better, imagine that as you lay in bed, your body just evaporated. The blankets and covers are pulled up in a position as if you were still there, but you're not. That's what Peter and John saw. Jesus' shroud was wrapped and assembled as though he were still in it, but he was not. This was the first sign Peter and John received. But the Lord Jesus appeared to them many times thereafter, and ate with them, to prove that what they were seeing was real. Christ's resurrection was not a return to earthly life, but something essentially different. In his risen body, Jesus passes from the state of death to another life beyond time and space. He can be present how and where he wills, which explains why there are occasions when his disciples do not recognize him right away. Of course, we do not view this phenomenon as spectators from a distance. This new and glorious life is ours to receive at the resurrection of the body. Our joy today lies in how thoroughly death is conquered and how we have proof of this in Christ our Savior. The resurrection of Jesus is a historical event The Catechism calls it a transcendent intervention of God himself in creation and history. There is no more certain fact in the world than that Jesus truly died and truly rose from the dead. Nothing that any skeptics have tried to say in any subsequent era can make it otherwise. How else could the message have persisted to this day? How could all those among the first Christians who were martyred have gone to their deaths, clinging to a lie. Would not the Christian religion have quickly and completely collapsed if its adherents were holding it up under a false premise? Jesus lives, not just far away, but here among us and in our hearts. With Mary Magdalene, Peter and John, and all our brothers and sisters in faith this day, we proudly declare, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Alleluia. Amen.